FLS is supported by mission partner Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA's vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. FCA is for those involved with sport at all levels, ages and abilities to the elite standard. Contact FLS to find out ways that you can be engaged, equipped and empowered to live for Jesus and outreach in your sporting world. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul of sport. For more details, head to faithlifesport.com. Exploring the faith, life and sport of Christians in sport. This is FLS. Here's your host, Graham Burrell. Hello and welcome to the FLS podcast. In each episode, we catch up to hear from past and present Christians in sport. And today, we're entering the world of women's soccer. 2023 has been a massive year for the women's game. The Women's World Cup held across both Australia and New Zealand. The tournament was won overall by Spain 1-0 in the final, beating England. They had sellout crowds, the tournament lifting the profile of the women's game. And my guest today on the FLS podcast was a part of it. Playing for Jamaica, we welcome to the FLS podcast to Kayla McKenna. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, great to catch up. Lots to chat with you about in today's episode. But first, the Women's Soccer World Cup uh, just recently wrapped up here in Australia. You are out um, uh, representing Jamaica. Firstly, how was your time in Australia? Yeah, it was incredible. It was my first World Cup that I actually got to play in. So last World Cup 2019, I got injured the week before our first match. So I didn't get to play in that World Cup. So since then, it had been my goal to make it to the next one. Um, So this one came around and it was a lot of ups and downs getting to that point and, and being able to make the team. But I was just beyond thrilled to be on the team, to be able to be at the World Cup. It was incredible atmosphere. Australia and New Zealand put on a great, um, they were great hosts and, and they made it a really cool and special experience. And that's, you know, the epitome of my career, I think. So yeah, it was really good. You guys with Jamaica, you did really well making it through to the round of the last 16. You got knocked out going down to Columbia in that match 1-0. Your time in Australia, did you get to do any Australian-type things whilst you were here? So we didn't have too, too much freedom to roam around and do Australia things. However, we had a couple days off. One of the days, I got to go to the zoo in Melbourne. So it was a really cool zoo, very nice zoo. Although we were there, um, we got there, like, not too long before closing. So it was one of those where you, like, sprint through the zoo and try and see so many things before the animals get put away. Um, and then another day, the full team took a trip to, um, a wildlife sanctuary and we got to feed the kangaroos and, um, the other animals and just walk around. They were, it was wild to me that they were just like hopping (laughs) around and we were just allowed to pet them and interact with them and they were friendly and didn't run away from us. So that was pretty cool as well. And to see the koalas and yeah, all the different animals was, that was probably, um, one of the coolest things just because those types of animals don't exist where <laughs> where I'm from. So it was just so different um, seeing them. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it's nice, nice you got to got, got to yeah. do that. 
<laughs> let's let's go back for yourself. Uh, born in America, nineteen ninety six. Um, so we get to know, I suppose, a, a bit more about you. Can you share with us who makes up your family, please? Yeah. So um, I have two parents, a mom and a dad, um, and they um, had four children biologically, and then we adopted two. My two younger brothers. Um, so there's six kids in total. Four boys. Um, two girls and I fall um, in the middle. So there's two younger than me and three older than me. Yeah. And how did you get into soccer? Um, all my older siblings played. Well, we, we came from a very athletic family. My parents played um, sports in, in college. And so growing up, we all played different, all different kinds of sports. But my older siblings um, were into soccer. And so it was just natural. I was just put in it at the age of like four and five and I liked it and I kept up with it and I played other sports along the way as well, but soccer was the sport that I stuck with and enjoyed the most for sure. And is that, um, I suppose at a participation level, is that quite a big sport in America? I know there's obviously there's the professional leagues and that's been sort of growing over the last few years, but is at, I suppose at a more grassroots level, is that a sort of a quite a big sport? I would say, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of sports to choose from in America. Um, you know, there's the baseballs and the basketballs and soccer and whatnot. But I think it's pretty common um, for kids to to play to play soccer when they're young. It's pretty like uh, doesn't take too too much commitment. It's seasonal and and kids will just play and it's pretty popular. So I think it's definitely grown a lot um, over the years. And then, what was your journey? Obviously, playing when you were younger, what was your journey, as we just touched on at the start of the chat, representing Jamaica, which I believe your connection there is, is through your, your grandparents. Is, is that right? Yeah, correct. My dad's, um, my dad's dad's Jamaican. So I qualified to play through for Jamaica through him. Um, but yeah, I grew up obviously playing like community level teams, probably until the age of eight or nine um, when then I joined club teams and played club all the way through um, high school and then went to university um, at Duke University, got a scholarship to play soccer there um, and then from there went on to play professionally and it wasn't until I played with like the U.S. Um, national team, like the youth national teams all growing up until the under 23s and that was until probably 2018 and then Jamaica reached out because they knew I was eligible to play for them. And they had already qualified for the 2019 World Cup and were like, would you like to come to, into camp and kind of see how I perform and stuff like that? And um, I was like, absolutely, like to pass up an opportunity to go to a World Cup would be crazy. So I was like, yeah, of course. And so I went and I loved the team. I loved the environment. Um, I fit in well with the group and um, I've been playing with them ever since. What was, I suppose, the point where maybe as a teenager, did you sort of realize, oh, I'm, I can sort of go some places with, with my soccer? Was, was there a point when you were, I suppose, a little bit younger? I think probably when I was in um, eighth grade going into high school, that's kind of when college coaches start um, reaching out or you know, looking at players and, and scouting players and being like, who do we want, you know, in four or five years time, which is crazy when I look back on it, that it happened so early. Um, but 
I think it wasn't until coaches started kind of reaching out to me and being like, Hey, would you be interested in coming to our school? Would you be interested in coming to my, to our school? And it was like division one, you know, really good level colleges that were reaching out that I was like, Oh, I, I could play in college. Like that would be cool. My older sister played basketball in college um, and she got a scholarship. So I think for me, it was just kind of like, Oh, that's, kind of what happens. Um, I have this opportunity, like, let's just go take it. But I wouldn't, I think it wasn't a dream of mine necessarily to go professional. I didn't really think beyond college. It was just kind of like, oh, college, and then we'll see what happens. Um, It probably wasn't until my junior year of college when my coach asked me, oh, like, do you want to keep playing after college? Because you can if you want to professionally. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, maybe I do, I guess. Yeah, I get. I, I still like playing. Um, and my dad is always like, play as long as you love it and put off working a real job for as long <laughs> as you can. So um, yeah, that's that was probably when I first started to think about playing pro and I was like, well, I still love it. So I guess I'll just keep going. And and your journey um, has taken you through Scotland. You, you're now in Spain with the club, which we want to touch on a little bit later. Um, I suppose for us, and I've seen a bit in movies. You touched on those scholarships at college over there. Again, is is like we see a little bit of that sort of over here in Australia. But is that obviously again quite big in America? Oh, definitely very big. Like, um, yeah, I forget that it's not like that in other parts of the world. But going from high school, like college sports are really, really big in America. They're the basketballs and the footballs, obviously. But then there's also, um, you know, the probably, I guess, less monetized sports. But yeah, scholar going to school for sports is a really big deal, especially um, since college in America can cost quite a lot of money. It allows you to kind of have that pathway to get a degree without having to pay for it. Um, so that's an added bonus. But yeah, it's quite like college athletics in America is, is a really big thing and, and something that a lot of people strive for playing sports growing up is for the purpose of getting a scholarship at university. So I suppose you get to play the sport and then you're getting an education to help you post the career as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's like a two for one. And I think it's a very valuable thing because in a lot of other countries where they don't have college athletics, a lot of times it becomes not all the time, but sometimes it becomes your sport or school. You have to choose which one. And then depending on what you choose, it can leave you, um, without the other. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool, uh, bonus to be able to do both. Um, more about, uh, your, your career. And as we, we touched on, you're over there in Spain, uh, in a moment, but first, uh, on our episodes, we'd love to hear from our guests about their faith. Um, and, and for you, your Christian faith, was that part of your upbringing or did you have a faith later on in life? Yeah, my, um, I, my mom is, a Christian as a believer. And so from a very young age, she raised all of me and my siblings in the faith, in the church, Um, grew up in the church, grew up going to Sunday school and church every Sunday and Awana, which is like a kid's Bible study group on Wednesday nights and um, vacation Bible school in the summer, which is like Christian summer camp and everything. So I definitely grew up in the church. I went to um, a Christian high school. Um, so I was kind of strengthened and solidified in my faith there in terms of um, a lot of like kind of head knowledge um, of faith. So I would say 
it wasn't really until college when I really had to no choice but to make my faith my own if I wanted it because um, in college when you're away from your family and you're away from your friends and the Christian bubble that you grew up in, it's um, it's becomes, are you going to do this or are you not? Because people don't care either way, but there's no one, there's no pressure to go to church on Sundays. So are you going to go to church or are you not? So like college was the point for me where I kind of had to decide, Oh, this whole faith thing, am am I going to stick with it? Am I going to do it? And, and I did. And um, I found a faith community at my university um, that I got involved with and a church. And um, it's been something that's been really big for me um, in my life in my sport and every aspect of my life from very early on in my age and then leading into now, I feel like I've grown so much over the years, especially recently in faith too, which is, which is the coolest part for me is that, that that's how I know that it's real is because I'm constantly growing and seeing and learning new things that I'm like, this is, you know, it's becoming more and more real for me as the years go on. And if I look back into my childhood, I could, I probably thought at the time that like, oh, I'm, you know, really solid in my faith. I'm a really strong Christian. But where I'm at now is is miles beyond where I was then. So, um, yeah, it's been a really cool, cool journey for me. And with your faith, as you said, it, it continues to grow. I suppose for you with your career in soccer and, and moving around a bit, how's your faith gone through that? And even establishing yourself in a church uh, you've, you're now in Spain, uh, you've been in, in Glasgow. How has, I suppose, the move, how has that gone along as well? Yeah, that's always tough because I feel like such a big part, part of faith is the community aspect of it and um, having a church and putting down roots and getting involved in a church and, and having, you know, people around you who can, you know, hold you accountable and sharpen you and you can learn from and, and build community with. And that's really challenging to do when you're moving every two years and moving to a new location and living in places where you don't know anyone and um, trying to figure out where the people of faith are and how you can get involved and, and knowing in the back of your head that you might not stay here for very long. So how like involved do you get? So that's definitely something that I've um, struggled with as I've moved along is, is trying to find, you know, community and Christian community and, and places of faith along the way. I'm married. I got married last year. So now that's something that me and my husband are doing together, which it helps to have him here as well, because we have our own little community, just the two of us. But then on top of that, we also need other people around us. So we just got, well, he's been here a little bit longer because he came here before me, but I just got to Spain maybe two weeks ago. Um, And it's, really challenging to find an English speaking church where we live. So that's kind of our current mission is to find somewhere to go to church on a Sunday or a Saturday or whenever we can really um, that, you know, speaks English or that we can understand at least find community and, um, and yeah, continue to grow. Cause that's, that's what we want to do is to continue to grow everywhere we go. Do you still, I suppose with technology these days that came to the forefront, I suppose, more so in the last few years during, during COVID lockdowns around the world, is there still maybe a church from your time in Scotland or even uh, back home in America uh, that you can, I suppose, can still connect in with online um, through the internet? Yeah, absolutely. And um, we do do that as well as to like connect online services, church services. Um, I think that we both prefer to do it in person um if possible but oftentimes we can't and so then we do 
um, my the church that my um, mom and some of my siblings go to back in Chicago. Um, I, I'll log into their services sometimes on a Sunday or, or listen to they put them up on YouTube so I can listen to services from the past or whenever. So um, that definitely is another way of doing it as well as, you know, like uh, Bible studies and podcasts that, that I can listen to online or I even have been listening to my friend's church. Um, they do Facebook live for their services. I've never even been to that church or don't really know anyone at the church, but I like it. So I listen to that sometimes as well. So it's, it's kind of making do with what I have until we find somewhere um, that suits us. Yeah. Well, it's half time on today's episode of the FLS podcast. My special guest from the world of women's soccer is Kayla McKenna representing Jamaica at this year's world cup. And she's currently playing club soccer in Spain. Now we'll hear shortly uh, more of Kayla's story soon, though what we love to do here at halftime on the FLS podcast is to ask our guests a whole bunch of fun, quick questions. Okay, first one for you today, Kayla. What has been your favourite ground to play soccer at? I think uh, Duke University, my favourite. Uh, reason why? I just think it just was my first experience playing for a school um and so the atmosphere that that created and the pride that came along with um playing for an entire um kind of group of people and wearing a badge across your chest so it was really special that place cool um you touched on uh you said obviously a couple of years playing uh for glasgow rangers um if I've arrived in town or a tourist has arrived in town. What's the, the first sort of tourist destination you take them to, the show them in Glasgow? Um, uh, probably, probably the West End of Glasgow. It has lots of nice coffee shops and restaurants and parks, um, and there's lots to do over there. It's a very um, fun and young and exciting part of the city. Cool. Um, a favourite TV series to binge watch? <laughs> I like scanning in my head all the ones I've recently watched. <laughs> my recent favorite has been Sneaky Pete on Amazon Prime. Okay. I recommend. <laughs> Other than soccer, is there another sport you're good at? Swimming. Okay. Favorite subject at yeah. school? Science. Sorry, what was that? Sorry? Science. Okay. In general. <laughs> um, whilst you're in Scotland, another Scottish question. Uh, did you try haggis? I did. I didn't mind it, actually. It, it just tastes like meat. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And your husband might, uh, I don't know how, if he, he likes it as well. Did you try iron brew? I did. I do like that. That's good. I've always Very got a few, nice. few yeah. cans in the fridge here over here, <laughs> which I'm happy about. They sell it in Australia, yeah. so I like Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. Um, I'm coming over for dinner at your place. What are you cooking? That would be a special dinner. So it's going to have to be lasagna. Okay. Very nice. Favorite movie? The Prestige. Okay. What's that about? It is a, I'm usually not into thrillers, but it's technically a thriller. Um, it sounds so stupid when I describe it, but it's about two battling magicians okay <laughs> it's a really good movie you, you just need to watch it okay okay we will uh last question your toughest soccer opponent you've you faced over your career oh 
Um, probably playing the U.S. Uh, national team with Jamaica. Yeah. Well, that wraps up halftime on today's episode of the FLS podcast. Our special guest today from the world of women's soccer, Kayla McKenna. It's time now to get back out on the field for the second half of today's episode. With your faith, um, I suppose, along your career as well with your teammates, have you been able to be quite open about your Christian faith with them as well? Yeah, I, I there's been... So <laughs> I'm like thinking back to all the teams I've been on. Uh, yeah, I, I think almost every team I've been on, I've been fortunate enough to have other Christians on the team, at least one. In at college, there were some other Christians on my team. There was probably a handful of us, four or five. Um, so obviously it's easier to be open about your faith when there's other people there mm. that, you know, feel the same, that you're not the only one. Um and then when I was in Houston, there was I played um, for the Houston Dash in the U.S. League for two years. There were some other Christians on that team. And then um, I went to Rangers in Scotland. And the first year, there was um, some other people that were like kind of Christian or kind of interested, but like not fully in. But then my second year, a really good friend of mine actually joined the team, who's a very strong believer. Um, and this has part of, been part of my faith journey as well to kind of not just keep my faith for myself and and you know kind of be like oh I'm just going to grow in my little faith bubble by myself and find my little community and we're just going to like you know grow by ourselves and be our little Christian community but rather to be more open to speaking about it to uh, including teammates in conversations to including teammates in prayer and bible study if they're interested that's always been a challenge for me to be vocal about my faith because, you know, it's just part of my personality. I don't like to step on people's toes. I don't like to make people uncomfortable. So I just tend to, you know, not bring it up, but it's been something that I've really been working on in my own life just to be, just to have that confidence and openness about it. Um, and this past year in Scotland, um, my other teammate who was a believer, she's, very outgoing and has no problem speaking about her faith or whatever. So that, that was really helpful to, for me to have somebody like that on the team. But the two of us started um, a t like a pregame prayer group with some of the girls on the team. We had lots of conversations with girls on the team. We ended up handing out Bibles at some point in time. So, you know, um, that was really cool, I think, to see that. And for me personally to grow in that um, and to gain confidence in that. So far, being in Spain, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out who on my team speaks English, let alone who is a person of faith. It's a little bit hard to tell sometimes, but um, uh, I think coming in here, I've been praying a lot that God. I, I truly believe that God brought me to um, Spain for a reason. He brought this opportunity out of um, what seemed like it didn't seem like it was going to happen. Spain had always been a dream of my husband and I both to play there and to have this chance and this chance kind of came out of the blue last minute and it was the perfect opportunity. And we truly believe that God brought us here and brought us here for a reason. So leading coming into Spain and, and since being here, I've been praying a lot about that God would use me on the team. He's put me on in the community. He's put me in um, that he'll give me courage to speak up when it's time um, that he'll help with the language because <laughs> it's like, that's a whole barrier challenge. Um, but yeah, so I have yet to to see how he'll use me on the team I'm currently at um, in terms of 
faith and reaching out, but I, it is something that I believe is really important and I'm passionate about as well. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Going, yeah. I suppose, a step back back to your time in Scotland. How did you get to Scotland from being in, um, in, in America? And I suppose I, I can say this because my family background on my mum's side is she's from, she's from Glasgow, but I know, and even for us, on some family visits, uh, trying to understand some of the Scottish people. <laughs> you mentioned about a language barrier in, in Spain, sometimes with a very thick Scottish accent. You can't even understand them sometimes as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it so happens that my husband is Scottish. He's from Scotland. We He went to university in America, and that's where we met. So I had a little bit of a taste of the Scottish accent. I could not understand him at all at first. <laughs> but over the years, I got used to it. Um, and so that definitely helped going into Scotland to kind of have that, um, practice with the language, although there were still times where I did not understand. Um, it is a whole different language, the Scottish accent, (laughs) but, um, uh, I was in Houston and I had an, um, an injury as my contract was ending and the team released me. So I was out of contract and injured and just needed somewhere to, rehab and and get back playing get back fit and my husband who we were just dating at the time we had been doing long distance for two years um and he said well why don't you come over to scotland and maybe you can rehab here and find a team to play with here um that way we can be in the same place and and be in the same city and you know be closer together and that's what i ended up doing so i went over and rangers was kind enough to let me train with their team until i was back fit and then they ended up offering me a contract um, then, so that's ultimately how I got over, um, how I got over to Scotland. Yeah. Um, I have to put my hand up and you notice with the shirt I'm wearing, I'm a, I'm a Rangers supporter <laughs> myself, um, uh, for, for over 20 years, it was through a, a relative in, in Glasgow that we became a, um, a Rangers supporter, very passionate bunch of supporters. One of the big clubs along with Celtic in Glasgow, you obviously would have yes. played, uh, in some big clashes for them. Um, guessing even at, at Ibrox Stadium. Can you share about, I suppose, your, your time with the club? Yeah, it was um, maybe maybe ironically, maybe not. I don't know. My husband is a massive Celtic fan. His whole family is a massive Celtic fan. Celtic fan. So coming over to Scotland, I kind of had it in my head that I would not play for Rangers because him and his family did not like Rangers. But... Um, they were actually the team that came to me, pursued me, were willing to help me rehab and get back fit. They had excellent facilities, excellent coaches, and an excellent team. Um, and so my husband agreed as well that this was probably the best place for me to be, despite not liking the colors and the badge and all of that. So, um, but yeah, playing for Rangers, it was, it's such a massive club. It's full of so much history. They have so much pride. The fans are you know, you don't get football fans, soccer fans, like um, Celtic and Rangers fans in Glasgow, anywhere else in the world. I don't think it's, it's quite the atmosphere, something I've never experienced before. I mean, coming up through university, you're like, oh yeah, rivalries. Like I went to Duke and Duke hates uh, North Carolina, University of North Carolina. And that rivalry is like hot but then that's nothing compared to the Rangers Celtic rivalry in um, Glasgow. So um, yeah, it was cool to be a part of something like that. Um, And our, my first year with Rangers, we won the league for the first time 
um, ever in the history of the women's program. So that was incredible to be a part of. Um, and in winning the league, we um, qualified for Champions League the upcoming season. So, oh, also the first year we played as a women's team for the first time in Ibrox, which is the men's stadium. So that was a historical achievement as well for the club to have the women's team play in the giant men's stadium. And we got a big, massive crowd and they, a lot, lots of people came out to support, which was incredible. Um, and then going into the second year, we had Champions League. And so we got to play a Champions League game in Ibrox, which was an incredible atmosphere. And um, I scored some goals in that game, which was, you know, another highlight of my career. That was amazing to be able to score goals in Champions League and Ibrox in front of thousands of fans. That was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so just being a part of a club like that um, with such a history um, was an amazing experience. And I mean, walking around the grounds of the club, you can feel the pride that the people have for the club from the security guards at the front gate to the guy sweeping the sidewalks and making sure it stays clean to the people that cook your food every day. So um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And yeah, I enjoyed my time there for sure. Wrapping up, uh, one final question. You, you said you, you're now in Spain um, and there have been, uh, you've only been there now just for, for a few, few short weeks, but um, some of the challenges you, you touched on, obviously the language. How's this next part of your journey going and, and how long are you in Spain for as well? So my contract is just for one year. We take it year by year these days because my husband, I, my husband plays as well. So it's easier to just do one year contracts for the both of us. Um, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's been good because going into, I mean, I've been playing football, soccer for a very long time now. So I do understand the game. And once you understand the game, you can understand the game in any language, but there are still those nuances um, to the game that you need to learn coaches preferences, teammates preferences, and having to learn a new formation under a new coach in a whole new language is definitely a challenge. But the girls on the team have been so, so kind and welcoming and willing to help and translate for me. Um, the coach doesn't speak any English. Uh, so that's been a challenge. No, none of the coaching staff really speaks very much English. Um, but like I said, the girls have been great with helping and translate. And I'm really enjoying my time at this club. I think each team presents a new set of challenges. Um, no environment you go into at this level is just going to be a breeze or going to be easy. Football presents a lot of ups and downs individually on the team level as well. So I think going into this year, um, I'm just kind of my goal is to just enjoy the experience, get as much as I can out of it, um, play and hopefully get the chance to score some goals. So I'm playing in a much more competitive league than I was playing in before. We'll be playing the likes of Barcelona who were um, champions in Europe for champions league last season and Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid and very like high level teams um, with some of the best players in the world. So um, to get the chance to be able to play in that environment, I'm really excited for. So it should be a fun season. Well, Kayla, we, we do wish you all the best in your upcoming season and I suppose even the journey for yourself and your husband uh, there over the next 12 months in Spain. Uh, thank you so much for catching up with us today here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the FLS podcast. A reminder, if there's anyone in your part of the world you love us to chat with, please let me know. And to hear more interviews just like this, 
All the details can be found at our website, faithlifesport.com. And don't forget as well to rate, subscribe and review this podcast. And I'll catch you next time. We're back out on the field together in the next episode of the FLS podcast.